plenty of decks don't get to draw three cards for one mana. Well, I mean, all the good ones do. Hi, I'm Jake. And I'm Matt. And welcome back to your weekly dose of not magic content anymore. Uh, we are Cantrip Cartel. We are here to talk whatever the hell we want to talk about. Uh, Matt, how's your day going, bud? Fantastic. My phone shot itself. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's Matt. We're on the internet. Your phone unalived itself. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Nobody listens to us anyways. Oh, but man. Who cares? <laughs> the 12 people that listen are going to report us for saying shot. Matt had, a, <laughs> Matt had the same shitty phone for like eight years. Milked this piece of shit along. Finally buys a relatively new phone. Less than a year, it's dead. And six and a half, seven months later, it dies. Yep. Just walking out of a, a supply store, and it was working going in. I The only thing I was doing was I had a, a I had Google Maps open because I was already looking up an address, walked in, yep. took the phone with me, popped open our thing so I could check like the information I needed for the order I was picking up, put the, my phone in my pocket, got back into my car. The screen was completely gray, but lit up. Did anything else in the in the near vicinity wig out or act or no? Be funny? It wasn't like a Murphyonic field. I was gonna say, is there a chance? Or an EMP? Is there a chance? There was a wizard around. There was a wizard around. <laughs> I doubt it. I mean, wizards have unless plumbing. I'm a wizard. Wizards have plumbing too. Yeah, unless I've got the world's lamest fucking superpowers. <laughs> but your 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 Murphyonic field extends to fast food restaurants as well. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It breaks only my stuff. And McDonald's never gets my fucking order right. I love, uh, dude. I love so much when like Harry gets sassy and starts hexing people's shit just to be a dick. Yes, just like Hexus, like, <laughs> just some random security guard for some company. Fuck you and fuck your ears. Hex. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So I guess I just lose a thousand dollars today. Yeah. Like, uh, and was not a very successful day at work, was it? No. Well, honestly, it got me thinking. Like. This is not anything related to gaming and whatnot, but it really feels like modern life is just a fucking scam. <laughs> if you think about it, like I don't make a ton of money, right? Yeah. But like uh, good enough. Yeah. That's going to cost me two fucking weeks to get a new phone. Uh huh. Now, in I would say in defense of the system, two weeks of revenue will go towards, I mean, realistically, two to three years of service. Well, this time it didn't. No, this time it did not. But like I've had my phone for like I think going on two years now. I spent roughly two weeks of two weeks of a paycheck. I'm buying it, um, and like you get so a week I, a year, a, a week a year you work to have a phone, which I mean I would argue with like I, that's that's a relatively like, that's not too bad. Like if I work a week a year and that means I get to have a really nice computer in my pocket. Well, the problem is there's no opting out anymore. No, I literally can't not have a cell phone. It's required. Even a smartphone. Yeah, I have to have a smartphone to hold my current position. Oddly enough, you have to be really important in a company that it would be okay for you to have like a a flip phone. Right. Well, you can't say that anymore because they make flip phones that are smartphones now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a like a like a plain Jane. Like a yeah. What's a what's a track phone? Like you don't have a track phone. I think anymore they just call dumb phones. Everybody calls smartphones smartphones. Yeah. All phones phones. are smartphones. Everything's smart. Yeah. But, and I was just like, so I come home and I needed to check something. And then like, I turn on my computer and it was like installing updates. I'm just sitting there watching the fucking, and then it goes, couldn't complete update, undoing update, 
It took 15 minutes to turn my fucking computer on. The whole time I'm just seething. Uh-huh. Like, oh my well, god. Just, just goof around your phone for a little bit. I, I, it's not something I bring up all the time. I really hate modern life and modern society. And if there was a realistic way for me to get the fuck out, I would in a heartbeat. It's like, I've got all this stuff. I'm you're you're in my basement. I've uh-huh. got a lot of stuff yeah. as far as like gaming and whatnot goes. And if you think about it, it's just like, well, I do that because I hate my fucking job. Yep. <laughs> I need that's, something to do in the three hours I get a day. All we do is we to distract myself from the fact I hate my fucking job. If we work so that we can afford to have things that we do to avoid working. Right. Or to 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 re- to recover from how much we dis- disliked our job. Yeah. So it's just, oh God, it really hit like. That just drove it fucking home today. I will say, 100% today was better without a fucking phone. Yeah. I wish I didn't have to have one. Like, I'm sitting there trying to work out the, the logistics of, like, how can I possibly have a phone? Because I have to have one. But, like, I don't know. I just, I think the next phone I get is just going to be, like, on permanently do not disturb. And you're going to have to get whitelisted to be able to contact me. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be, like, four people who, when they call or text me, it dings. They get a response. You get they get a response. <laughs> the rest will just they get checked. You get fucking once a day. Yep. You'll go through and check your stuff, and when if you miss that window, you don't get, you don't get to talk to Matt today. Pretty much. So, ugh. aside from that, my weekend was actually pretty good. Speaking of like, I mean, basically, uh, what's the word for it? Escapism. Yep. Um So. The metal I forgot to talk about it, but the Metal Gear Solid Master Collection uh, Volume 1 came out on the 24th, 23rd or 24th, basically a couple days after my birthday. And that was kind of my birthday present to myself Yeah, as I got that. Uh, it's got Metal Gear Solid 1, 2, 3. Then it's got uh, the original Metal Gear and Metal Gear 2 on it, I believe, the NES games. Uh, I could be wrong about that, though. That Primarily, I'm buying it for 1 and 3. Yeah. And to be perfectly honest, if they just sold Metal Gear Solid for 60 bucks, I'd fucking buy that too. It's like one of my top five games ever. The first one? Yeah. The the Metal Gear Solid for PlayStation. Yes. Uh there's Metal Gears. They they added the solid with the PlayStation series. Okay. Um the first the play the PS1 game is like it's fucking amazing. The fact of the matter is, like, when you if you sat down and actually played it, like and then put it into context of when it was out. The fucking story is amazing. The acting is actually acting like the voice acting is spectacular. Uh-huh. It's a fucking PS one game. It came out in 1998 and just yeah. like go on YouTube and watch the, like the, like the cutscenes. They don't look good. It's super pixelated. Um, back, and, in the, back in the day, it looked great. Yeah. But like now, I mean, it just, I'm, I'm not, Graphics like, will oh. never have aged well. Well, like some some do and some don't. Like Super Nintendo, like it's got that like uh, the sixteen bit pixel art kind of stuff. A lot uh-huh. of people still like that stuff. I've never met anyone in person who looks back at Metal Gear Solid One and goes, "That game looks great." It just it's kind of like Final Fantasy Seven, yeah. or like or uh, what's the like Majora's Mask. Yeah, like no one compliments Majora's Mask on its aesthetics, right? Its visual aesthetics. It's just the fact of the matter is they were figuring out how to make 3D models, and they yeah. didn't have it down yet, and they had really low resolution textures to work with to begin yep. with. So it just doesn't look that great. It turns out the the solution they they came up with was make a flat image and then just stretch it over a 3D a 3D model. a 3D model. <laughs> yeah, but like just like I watched every cutscene on my way through. And I was just like, I know the story inside and out. Uh-huh. And I was just like, 
totally into it the whole fucking time. Um, I will. So like back in the day, 10 out of 10 in modern contexts, I will give it a nine out of 10 for one for they're They're both in related, but the last 30 minutes of the game, holy fuck. I was so pissed. Yeah. Cause like, so the controls are a little sloppy. Uh huh. It's a top down game. Um, it's just, I mean, the fact of the matter, it's just a little sloppy. Yeah. A lot, of, a lot of old games were. Yeah. And it's like the game really wants you to move in the cardinal directions. And then like with the eight, the four other ones in the middle there. So you've got that <laughs> eight directional movement. You technically can move at in a 360 degree um, like option. But like it's real. Does it, it work with the trackpad really well? Uh, it works with. I mean, it's got the analog stick. I haven't. I don't know about trackpad. I don't know. What you're it's not a trackpad. I meant the uh, the 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 the. the the dual shock stick. The dual shock stick, yeah. yeah. It it because it wasn't intended for that. Like PlayStation yeah. One didn't have that. It it did have it when it came out. That, PS one had had, yep. joy, had little thingy things. Yep. Um they came out in nineteen ninety seven. Are you before. sure? I'm hundred percent positive. I I one hundred percent. Because I've that's seen perfect. PlayStation One controllers that don't have them. The original ones didn't. And then a few years after it came out, they developed that technology and added it. Oh I for some reason in my mind that was a PS two thing. Nope. Um the PS2 only had them. Yeah, they were there standard was no, by then. They were the standard by then. But yeah, and PS1 games had them. Did PS2 controllers, were those wireless yet? Or was that PS3? No, that was... PS3 ones got wireless? Maybe. I didn't have a PS3. Because I think PS3 also got like DualShock or whatever, where you could like... They like they rejiggered the inside and made it all rumbly and better and whatnot. Well, the... So the they had rumble stuff in... At least PlayStation Two. I think they had them in rumble. PlayStation One as well. Maybe PS Three. Then they had because um, I I remember playing one of the Ace Combats and you could like fly the plane by like turning the remote. Oh, it had like gotcha. a, what's that called? There's a there's a word for it when it like it, like a a geos the gyroscope gyroscope had like a yeah. gyroscope in it so, so you it could would like detect like your if you had like a legit it's balance yeah basically. a legit controller I think you could like fly planes by like tilting left and right and up and down. I don't know if it was, I can't remember saying good or not, but you could. PS3. I really did not know PS1 had the analog sticks. Yep. Anywho, they did. Um, the last fight, spoilers for anybody who hasn't played this 25-year-old game and cares, uh, you end up fighting one-on-one a melee fight with Liquid Snake on top of Metal Gear. And it's timed. You have two and a half minutes the first time, and which this is another thing that just drove me nuts. Uh, so you have two and a half minutes because he starts the timer at three minutes and then he talks. Oh, yeah. And if you die... It skips that, so you get the full three minutes going oh, forward. Oh, yep, yep, yep. I know. But it's like that. Um, that fight, the can and like the precision the game wants you to have with the controls in that fight drove me fucking nuts. Yeah, I played all the way through. I saved once because I had to like I had to go to bed, and it was right before the torture scene. I completed the torture scene, no mm-hmm. problem. Didn't die at all the entire game, and then died five times in a row to Liquid Snake. Rough. Which it's fucking awesome. They're at least they're short fights because they can only be three minutes yeah. long. But like I was really getting frustrated because like I'm trying like you're in a pretty small little arena, so to speak. And like if your angle for like when you go to swing at him is off by just a little bit, you just don't hit him at all. But the yeah. way his the whole fight is basically you run up to him, you can hit him. You do that a couple times, then he's gonna counterattack when you swing. So you gotta go hit hit dodge hit hit dodge and then you do a feint where you like hit and then you immediately run away right Uh well like if you miss any of those it treats as it's like if you swing at him 
it treats it as that sequence is gone. Like you swung at him, whether or not you hit him doesn't matter. So we're oh. going to skip that step, right? Yep. Well, you're on a timer. Yeah. So every time you like off by a hair, it just, the whole thing was frustrating. Yeah. And so like I I'm got through that. Sorry. I'm not yawning at you, Matt. <laughs> no, you're fine. Got through that. Got a little pissed off. And then the last section I've always hated. Mm-hmm. So you're on, uh, you're in a Jeep and you've got like a turret, of course. So yeah. we've got a turret with third person controls yeah and no crosshair and kind of say so is so you have to you have to shoot and kind of see what you're hitting yeah in order to fucking that's funny and inverted controls you can't change them uninverted or do you like the only part of the game that's inverted why is it inverted because i don't know you're just on the back (laughs) of this fucking thing and like i'm like no i want to look that way and it's and i i did that like again the game's a lot of oddly enough, a lot of people actually like on the Reddit were talking about how hard it was. I'm like, well, I, I beat this game like five times in one sitting before. Yeah. Like, I'm fine with that. But like that last the game loses a point for that fucking one. <laughs> that last 30 minutes was so fucking annoying. I'm so, like, this is the only part of this game aside from graphics, because I don't I say so we're judging it nine out of ten, excluding any kind of graphical review. Yeah, like to me, the like holding a game's graphics twenty five years later against it doesn't make any sense. I mean, at all technically, to me. the game came out like last week. Just saying. Yeah. Well, there's believe me, there's been a big shitstorm about Konami and how they're screwing people over and how this collection isn't worth it. Don't buy it then. A yes. That's what. B. They're like, well, why isn't there fucking like upscaling and shit? Look what you can do with all this emulation. I'm like. Dude, it's a fucking, it's, it's not a remaster or anything. They're no. literally porting a 25 year old fucking PS1 game yep. onto a PlayStation 5. Like, it's just, I the, don't care about anything else. The premise is you couldn't play it and now, now you, you can. can. Right. That's and, the, that's the service they offer. Right. And there's fucking two other games plus a bunch of, other, actually, yeah. technically in the US, there's also Metal Gear Solid VR missions, was, which was a separate game. Uh huh. Um, which is actually kind of cool too. Um, so there's like six games then, minimum. Yeah, like that's and the, people are pissed about this. Like if they just released Bloodborne on PC and did nothing to it, except please don't cap the frame rate. But like if they just released the exact same game, I'd be happy. If they like, I don't think Heavenly Sword is on PC. I think it, I think you can get it on the PlayStation Store. But like your example, like I'd love to play Heavenly Sword again. I don't want to play it on the on my. I don't want to download um on my PlayStation. If I could go on Steam and buy it for 20 bucks, I would buy it in a heartbeat. Yep. That game is a short, okay game that came out like 20 years ago, and I'd kill to play it again. I'd gladly pay the 25 bucks to play the exact same game on my computer. Right. And that's like, that's all I was looking for. I'm like, I just want to play these games. Uh, the You're not going to make Metal Gear Solid look good anyways. I don't care what you fucking do to it. Unless you re- unless you redid it. Like, and, Well, and they did. That's Metal Gear Solid Twin Snakes. Yep. They did it for the GameCube. Like the only way they like, you know how they made Demon Souls look better? They just remade they the whole remade, fucking game. <laughs> did it again. They just redid it from the ground up. <laughs> and, and Demon Souls is like 10 or 15 years younger than Metal Gear Solid. Did I say Demon Souls or Demon Slayer? You said Demon Souls. Okay, good. <laughs> but yeah, just just do it again. Just make it all again. But yeah, there was a ton of fucking outrage about that, which I personally thought was ridiculous. But like, yeah, 100% when it came out, 10 out of 10, uh, basically the controls get boiled down to we didn't have the techni- no technical ability to do that and didn't know any better. Mm-hmm. And now it's just like, 
I can see like people who've never played it before getting to a couple spots and a lot of that it's not the controls necessarily but like it's funny people are talking about these bosses they're like god these like I'm kind of stuck on this shit I'm uh -huh. like dude I beat this when I was fucking 13 yeah <laughs> like what are you doing how bad do you with no guide or anything like we you just figured, figured it, out. it out yep like it's really not that hard Back yeah in the you're day. You're fucking fighting Metal Gear. You you've got a rocket launcher. Shoot him with it, <laughs> <laughs> dude. I got I got hard stuck on a Lies of P game the other day. <laughs> uh, it might been yesterday, yesterday or two days ago. And uh, you know it was yesterday because I went golfing afterwards. And uh, it's one of the last bosses. If it's I think he's like I think he'd be like the second to last boss. But it wasn't that he was like the reason I I fought him like three times, three or four times, and I went to the internet. Because I have a full strength build, I'm doing, I've maxed out weapons, I'm doing a lot of damage. And like, I'm doing almost no damage to this guy, and he is wrecking shit with me. And I fought him like four or five times, never got him below like 130th of his health. Like, and I was like, there's gotta be more to this. And I looked on the internet, and there was. It was just about attack his leg. Yep. He's got a weak spot. He's a weak spot I couldn't find. But yeah, I had one of those where I was like, this can't be right. <laughs> there's no way it's this difficult. Well, and there's a couple fights like that where, like, for example, uh, everybody probably knows the meme now, but, like, if you fight Psycho Mantis in Metal Gear Solid 1, you have to yeah. switch the controller ports. He can, if you don't do that, he can see everything. Like, he can he just perfect, dodge everything you're he doing. perfect blocks and perfect, yeah, whatever. Yeah, you cannot hit him. Yep. Um, If you're fighting Cyborg Ninja, like, you have to melee him. Like, you, you shooting him, he will just block all the bullets until the very end of the fight. Yeah. Stuff like that. Like there's there's things you have to do. There's also some really fun little tricks you can do with a lot of these fights. So if you fight Sniper Wolf for the second time, um, the first time you fight him, it's a, there's supposed to be sniper fights. The first time you fight him, it's down this long exterior corridor, basically. It's just uh -huh. effectively just a long hallway, but it's technically outside. Sure. And each one's on the other end, and you just have to pop out of cover, line up your shot, which the sniping in has aged not great either. Like you can't control your zoom. It's just like when you... Like, uh, if you pull out your PSG-1, your sniper rifle, uh -huh. you automatically go prone and you automatically zoom in full to whatever that thing's oh. going to zoom in. And then, like, if you put it away, you're still prone. So, like, you've got to get used to, like, dropping, looking, and, like, doing that, doing the whole spiel, right? Yeah. But, like, the fight itself is just a traditional sniper fight. There's no uh -huh. tricks to it. The second time you fight her, you're out in this, like, uh, outdoor field with, like, a bunch of snow and some small hills and whatnot. Yeah, you can just use remote-controlled missiles on her, because you uh, have that. You can just call in rockets on her. <laughs> well, like, so you get a Nikita missile, which basically shoots a small little missile yeah. that's remote-guided. So oh, you can, like, you steer can it around. It. You can go in first-person view with it. But you're on, like, a level playing field. You can't go up with these missiles. Uh-huh. In the first fight, you're on the ground, and she's on, like, the second floor of some yeah, set of so stairs. Yeah, so you can't, you can't you shoot can't, up to her. And you don't have the Stinger missile, Stinger missile launcher yet. This one you can, and you can just like hide behind a rock and just shoot missiles and just like, you can also get her Wouldn't with you this. be pissed? <laughs> no. <laughs> this guy's fucking cheating. Yep. And she's just all honorable about it and shit. Um, well, that was in Metal Gear Solid 5 or whatever, Phantom Pain. Mm -hmm. One of the tough, one of the really tough fights you have to fight quiet, who's like the badass sniper that was genetically made to be a badass sniper. Yeah, the naked one. Right? And wears no clothes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she wears has huge tits and like wears like a string it's she breathes through her skin that's why yep um you can so you can call in airdrops you can be like hey i want you to drop me uh, some equipment and i'll drop a crate 
you can just call like two or three onto her and she'll just stand there and let the crates fall and hit her in the head and knock her out. <laughs> you don't have to actually fight her. You can yep. you can just like point your little laser thing. Give me an airdrop right there. And she'll just sit there as the hell <laughs> Like three times and then she's out and then you can go pick her up. Well, the uh, the Metal Gear series, is, at least from Metal Gear Solid Forward, has a bunch of stuff like that where like the fights can be fought in multiple ways. I mean, fucking uh, Metal Gear Solid 2, you can... If I remember correctly, you can complete the entire game without killing one, anyone, including the bosses. That's pretty cool. Uh, you get a trank gun. So so when you when you fight, when you play the Metal Gears, your rating goes down for every person you kill. Not like literally, literally, linearly, but like the more people you kill, the worse average rating you're going to have. Uh-huh. Um, there's no tranquilizer in the first one, but in the second one, they introduce it so you can still use a gun and still like trank people and drag them into like lockers or hide them and shit like that yeah um me i just go through and murder everyone like just yeah i fuck it I, these aren't real people guys the reason <laughs> like, i didn't get super I, I i got phantom pain for free when i bought my graphics card back when it came out it was a deal bundle deal and so i played a bit of it i have it on steam and the reason i didn't keep playing it is like it's just clear that the game wants you to play it like kind of like a stealthy move in, sneak around, kind of map out. And I just like it's not fun to me. I just get in gunfights and you lose a lot of them. Yeah, I'm not good. Well, I'm sure if people are good. I'm not good enough at them. Like I would go until I make a mistake and someone would see me. I get in a gunfight and fucking lose. Or I went I bumped into a couple missions I can't remember if that's why I quit playing or I bumped into a couple like mandatory stealth missions and like by the third or fourth one. I, I do it for like 20 minutes. I was like, I don't fucking care. Mm-hmm. I'm done playing for the day. And I just never, because every time I was like, well, I got to get back on. I got to do that fucking stealth mission to progress. And it's like, well, I'm just done playing then. I've never, never played more than probably 10, 15 hours of it. Gotcha. Yeah. I never played. Uh, I shouldn't say I never played five. I played five for about an hour. I got through the world's worst tutorial, um, <laughs> which immediately put me off of the game. A tutorial that literally requires you to learn how to walk. That's the one where you, because you wake you're, up in the hospital, right? That, that, that's Phantom yes. Pain, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Where you can't walk, you're crawling around this burning yeah. building, and I'm just like, well, this is fucking dumb. Like, I'm playing, the game's called Metal Gear Solid 5. There's a solid chance, not guarantee, a solid chance that I know how to walk in video games. Yeah. By the time I'm playing this. I know. And uh, as someone who played Metal Gear 1, Metal Gear Solid 1, 2, and 3, and beat them all multiple times, I think... The only one I skipped was four uh-huh. and I just didn't have a PlayStation three. Like I got to that point and I was like, well, this is fucking stupid. And yep. then I got, it does. It's, it has a lot of the same issues as a lot of like open world games where it's just like, go clear this camp and do this thing. And then it's, it's a bunch of like busy work. Uh-huh. And I don't mind that busy work if I really love the game. So like Mad Max is fantastic. It's got a ton of busy work, but it's just stuff I want to do anyways. Yeah. Mad Max was phenomenal. Um, I need to replay that game actually. Yeah. It's really good. But that game made me so sad. <laughs> I wanted so badly for him to like, cause he fucking meets a chick and, they, and she's a kid and like they're, 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 they're becoming a family. And he's like, maybe there is a reason to keep going. Maybe there is still hope in the world. <laughs> nope. And then she gets fucking like eviscerated. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's exactly what Mad Max does. Oh man. That was so sad. Yeah. I was so excited for him to like find a reason to live and like be able to settle down and find people he cares about. And it was all taken away from him again. As soon as he opened up a little bit, it was all taken away. Yep. I'll tell you what, I didn't have not have a hard time killing the final boss there. No, he's just pretty like, good Fuck about you, that. Bud! <laughs> yes. 
Felt pretty good about that one. Um, let's see. So that was Saturday. Sunday, I continued with uh, Borderlands Three. Uh huh. Beat that. So, um, basically, I'm going to start on, dude. Borderlands Three does this shit. I l- the gameplay is the best. Like the like the shooting and everything. You can you're much more mobile. Yeah. Like, um, the gear is fine like they've gone really over the top with the gear like you can't just get a gun that just looks like a gun and shoots bullets Uh but whatever the story is a ridiculous and told in the worst way possible so like hmm? flashbacks no oh well they're sorry yes but not entirely like the flashbacks themselves aren't what pisses me off so here's a good example of how the story is told you Uh walk up to an npc your quest is talk to this NPC. You hit square. Now that NPC and another NPC have a conversation. You can't proceed without that conversation being finished. Then un- unskippable you, cutscenes. Effectively, but it's worse. So like the real, the funny thing is you can actually keep, skip the cutscenes. Um, it doesn't do it all at once. There'll be like five instances of that in a row where you it makes you stand there even if you know where you're going next oh. it'll go Ugh. hey talk to lilith now talk to ava after ava and lilith just talk to each other oh because yeah. that triggers the next fucking line yeah. of dialogue and i'm just like oh my god and then they're like hey you should team up with maya and work your way through this town cool. go find maya follow maya yep talk to her Wait for her to open a door for you while she has a conversation with another NPC. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just like, I'm just like, I just want to go back to Borderlands one where once basically the first 15 minutes were done and the tutorial was kind of over. It was, here's a bunch of quests, go murder everything. Yeah. I remember in Borderlands 2 a lot of like walk because there's like in Borderlands 2 there's like the home base mm-hmm. sanctuary. Yep. I remember a lot of walking around sanctuary and talking to people and fall and go talk to Claptrap and go talk to this guy then go over here and get this then go. I remember get up and talk to was it Rowan or whatever his name is Roland. Yeah. Roland. Then go talk to Lilith. Then go back to Claptrap. Then come down here and talk to this person. Yeah. And I remember at the time it's like rose colored glasses kind of just brushes over all that because I, I don't think about it too often but. Like when you bring it up, it's like, yeah, that shit sucks. I fucking, it's the worst. Pos- I honestly, honest to God, would rather just have a fucking text screen like in a JRPG where it's like, I can read this if I want to, or I can go XXXXXXXX <laughs> and skip it if I don't. Like, I know Liza P did it because I've been playing it right now. I think, so no, like Dark Souls had like legit cutscenes. I, I think Bloodborne did it too, but did it though. Like when you're stuck talking to a character, you can just like read faster than them and just hit X and skip to the next dialogue chunk. Right. So like when I'm like playing Liza P, like I'm usually just jumping through because like I can read faster than you can talk. Sometimes like the gravity of the situation, I want to hear like I want to hear it delivered appropriately. And sometimes I'm like, I just want to just get just next next text bubble, please. Next text bubble, please. Cool. Let's fight. Right. Well, I mean, a perfect example of this is like I just said on Saturday, Friday and Saturday, I basically played through all of Metal Gear Solid uh-huh. and not even watched every cutscene. I all just let the fucking codex conversations go. Yeah. Like I did the whole fucking thing. I have no issue with a good story. Yeah. The problem is, guess what? Borderlands fucking writing has sucked since the first one because yeah. they've gone like really off the rails and yeah. it's gotten really stupid. And like, 
I mean, the fucking the third one is about two fucking brother, a brother sister pair of podcasters that take over Pandora. So like, uh, that's cool. It's so that's a cool that's a cool premise. So fucking dumb. Like, and they do all the like YouTube podcaster. Hey guys, like they do all of that shit constantly. Yep. And again, you can't skip it. So they'll pop over the Echo Network or whatever, yeah. and they're just talking the whole time you're playing the fucking game. <laughs> you're just stuck listening to them? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, I just want to get through, like, because you, you basically have to play the Borderlands games at least twice in order to get to, like, max level and do all the, mm-hmm. like, in-game farming and fight all the bosses and shit like that. So I have to do it again. Now, there was a little bit of a saving grace for whatever reason, since I have like the DLC and whatnot, it'll let you start on your first playthrough at like level 13 and you'll have skipped the first thing. You basically start. So Sanctuary bails on uh, Pandora and becomes a spaceship. Mm -hmm. You just get to start there. Doesn't let you do that on playthrough two. (laughs) So like, okay. That's awesome. So now I have to go through the entire fucking, not the entire thing. You get to skip the like first 10 minutes of like tutorial like literal tutorial uh-huh. and like you start the game where the game is teaching you how to throw grenades and then it's follow Lilith through this fucking building as she talks to other NPCs most of the time they're not even talking to you like just let me play the fucking game yeah. like I love like when I'm sitting there shooting stuff and like there's like all like the from Borderlands 3 and I guess Borderlands uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderland like it started with two and just kind of got progressively better and better looking because uh-huh. that's the one upside of all the like wacky shit is there's all kinds of like effects going on the whole time. It can actually be a little much uh-huh. at points, but like there's just like vibrant, brilliant color all over the screen at all times. There's just shit like that's it's so fucking cool when you're like in the mode and just playing and shooting people and moving through levels. And then it's like talk to Lilith. Yep. It's, you said it perfectly when you're like, just let me play your game, please. Right. Just I don't. L- just let me play. Like the writers of Borderlands have nothing worth saying. <laughs> well, it's like, like just, they, I'm not trying to be a dick. They don't. So, plenty of games have. They just let me play while you talk. At the very least. Like, well, that's, like, that's like what the, the first one does. Like the podcasters. Like, I mean, I, I get this dumb you have to listen to it. But at least I can, at least you're playing the game. Like there's basically dumb music on. Yeah. Like, I don't mind if. Isn't like Doctor Zed? Was it like mm-hmm. if he wants to explain the some of the political intricacies of the of the Badlands? But let me go shoot crazy dogs while we're doing it. Right, like the the level would be like move through this effectively <laughs> giant hallway. Yeah, with an NPC either in front of you or more likely behind you. Yeah, and when you get to whatever point they determine, you have to sit here and wait for that NPC to walk forward. Yep, and oh, like this is the classic. It, well, it didn't WoW do it first where the whole... Like, yeah, their escort quests. You just run... The whole... It's a whole, like... It's an, a joke of the internet where you just run... You run around circles around them. I just run circles around this NPC until we walk across the plains where he wants to be. Right. Because like, he can't run. The past several games, I've actually... Like, the Resident Evil 4 remake, I watched every single cutscene, every single minute of fucking dialogue. Metal Gear Solid, same fucking thing. Like, the fact of the matter is, now, not to say that Resident Evil 4 Remake is, like, deep political philosophy or anything, Uh but, like, the Metal Gear Solid games are. Like, they have a fucking point of view, and it is espousing, like, ideas. Uh Uh-huh. Borderlands ain't that. Nope. (laughs) And the funny thing is, the Borderlands series has, like, given up on, in my opinion, what made it cool in the first place. Like, the first Borderlands 
was a piece that added to culture and every game since then has just been trying to ape popular culture as opposed to like the reverse. So like it's full of a bunch of memes like I'm sitting here listening to people talk in like the space age future. Right. Uh huh. And they're saying stuff like get good or die. Like that's yeah. my character saying that. Yep. Like, even, even so memes that were fucking dead 10 years ago. Yeah. It's joking. Yeah. Content that even if it was relevant would have been relevant 3000 years in the past. Right. And the, the, well, the thing is, is like, so what, so, so to, 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 to draw a comparison, what and this, this is a stretch even, but what Renaissance era insults do we throw around? Right. What, what, no. what, um, Holy Roman empire, uh, insults do we toss at each other? None. Well, the funny thing is, is, get good is already dated. Oh yeah, because people say skill issue now. Yeah, people say get no. People don't really say get good that much. No, it's been replaced by skill issue. Yep. Well, the, here's the thing: is why like I really don't like why when people put memes like that in their art, especially with a video game, uh-huh. but anything with a long development time. By the time you're using it in yeah. your game and it gets to me, it's already dated. Oh gosh, yeah. Like that's, that's just how the internet works these days. Like anything you do this year is probably out of style next year. And in the year after definitely is. Well, not to mention if it's popular in 2023, your game isn't going to come out till 2025. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, there's no way for you to possibly get it out to the masses and, in time. Like game development is all honestly closer to like four or five years. Most games development times like five years. Right. Now I'm sure the script gets written maybe in the middle, middle part of that. I, I mean, I, I doubt script is the yeah, first thing like that's written. Outlines and stuff but, like but that. But like, yeah, you're looking at a four to five year lead time. I remember I was watching this is a TikTok video or is a YouTube video. Just someone was talking about game development and like one of the reasons game development is really hard is they have to build their game on what they think like platforms will be like in four years. Like if 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 uh, Bethesda wanted to start making developing a new game right now, they have to not only go well, what game would be fun to play and interesting, and how do we make it work, but like also what are computers and console is going to be like what's the ps6 going to be like in five years and not to and and what kind of gaming engines are there going to be in five mm-hmm. years like what it, how, what do we build it for that's going to exist in half a decade so that the game comes out and works well right yeah it's i don't know and then you got and then to throw on that that's just yeah like any any reference you make is just it's going to be dated and it's going to and it's going to be kind of dumb probably or unless the only the only exception would be like if you make the reference and make it really tongue in cheek like you're you're making the reference and the joke of the reference is that it's a data reference other than that it don't make the reference then like if your character said get good and someone else said wow 2015 called like right. that would be a funny bit of writing where like your guy says get good and someone's like yeah that was funny uh, 10 years ago, bud. Yeah. What are you talking 10, about? 10,000 years ago on Earth. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's the only way you could write that. Otherwise, we're not don't... even on Earth. No. <laughs> well, the way, to me, the way the first, the reason the first one succeeded is it drew inspiration from works of the past, like every piece of art does. Yeah. But it didn't just like copy paste the stuff in there. It was like, hey, you know what's kind of cool? Mad Max. So, like, we're going to take Mad Max and we're going to put it on another planet. But we're going to combine it with like weird, like mocking corporate stuff, too. Mm-hmm. So like you've got this like it's basically in Kapistan on a yeah. future planet that's yeah. also super desolate. Yeah. And basically. they're like and they, they put references in there. But what they did is like so you if you get a gun, 
Sometimes, like if you get a legendary gun, it'll have a little flavor text on it, and the, it'll be named something that's a lot of times a callback to like an old movie or something like that. Yep. It'll have a flavor text on it, and it might have like I, you can get a gun that's like similar to RoboCop's gun, and the oh, nice. like the um, it's like a five round burst handgun. Uh huh. And the like flavor text on it is like your move, creep. Like that's how they did it. Yep. Rather than like literally just saying whatever's popular currently when we're doing it and yep. it's going to be dated by the time we release it mm-hmm. like they actually made a piece of culture and that's why it's the series itself is so big is because the first one was a fantastic game yep and then they basically stuck the same gameplay and they've they've in my opinion the gameplay has gotten better with every game and the story and the loot has gotten worse with every game that sucks yeah so but I again, and I I love the Borderlands series. Like I'm not gonna, I'll talk shit about. Like you'll often find most of the things I critique the worst or the heaviest are like the things I really enjoy because oh, yeah. I know them in in and out. Oh, but, I mean I've got I, fucking thousands of hours. Of I don't critique things I don't like that much because I don't fuck with them. Right. <laughs> so, like so. you guys don't hear me critiquing Sekiro that often. Yeah. <laughs> There's a reason. Because <laughs> you played it through a couple times. I don't and like just it. Fucking whatever. That's your critique. I don't yeah, like it. I don't like it. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. God, you know what I, I think about coffee? I don't like it. Fucking, I love when I'm like, yeah, I don't think Sekiro's that good of a game. And someone's like, you're just so wrong. And I'm like, eh, just, sure, whatever. <laughs> I'm not. And you're not either. Like, you you love it. I hate it. It's fine. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the, fucking, again, we've talked about it before. You can recognize that like Sekiro, it's not your style, but it's a well-made game. Like, yeah, it's just one of those things where like, I don't like, I didn't like Metal Gear 5. It's really fucking popular. Uh-huh. Like, people love that fucking game. They talk about it all the time. Yep. I don't enjoy that one. So, anywho, be, I'm, I was thinking about it. And so, before we get any farther into the episode this yeah. week, I'm going to give our patrons a shout out before the last 10 minutes. Hey. Uh, so, a big shout out to our patrons, especially through this transition. We super appreciate everyone sticking around that has um, as we move into basically non magic content and more into kind of like pop culture and video game content. And with that comes a huge shout out, like every week, to Asphalt, Emperor, Ramblin' Rogue, Ashley, Eric, Monowolf, Ethan, CJ. Mumble Down, Rob M, Limit of Questions, Derek T, His Forest, and Jasper. Thank you guys so much for joining onto the Patreon for helping support the show. Uh, if you ever want to be a part of the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash cantrip cartel, the name stayed the same. Uh, any level gets you access to the private Discord where, uh, I mean, honestly, there's still mostly magic chat going on in there, but we talk about all kinds of stuff. There's channels for everything. Uh, there's also still all kinds of merch tiers. Like, I'm not going to get rid of any of those. Like, if you want a Cantrip Cartel t-shirt or a Cantrip Cartel playmat, all that's still available. I can still easily get that. But uh, we'd love to see you guys over there. Uh, I believe it's the $5 tier. Gets you an extra 30 to 40 minutes of content every week. Fuck, I think last week we did almost an hour. We put a lot of stuff in the Patreon episode last week. So, uh, if any of that sounds kind of fun to you or just, you know, throwing a couple bucks our way to help keep the show going and encourage us, super appreciate it. Head over to cantripcartel at gmail.com. Nope. Head over to patreon.com forward slash cantripcartel. You could email us at uh, cantripcartel at gmail.com if you want. Like, uh, I was going to talk, I was going to give a shout out to uh, Charles. He sent us an email after we kind of ranted for a little while on game design last week. Um, he actually wanted to come onto the show and talk game design for a little bit and like 
tabletop games, uh, D and D, maybe actually like legit games and like how they're put together and all and like gaming landscape changes. And so I will be reaching back out to you soon. Um, I, the last email I sent, I forgot to respond again. I was like, Hey, we'll see if Matt wants to do it. And Matt's down. So we'll have to get together and, uh, get an episode recorded to kind of chit chat about that kind of stuff. So that Patreon gets you access to basically direct communication with us really easily. And there's all kinds of extra perks that aren't listed there. Like, I mean, honestly, if, if if most of our patrons wanted to hop on the show once in a blue moon, and we'd probably make it work. But um, with all that being said, we will kind of get back to the mainstay of the show. And I will talk about what I did this week. I played a lot of Lies of P. I played a lot. Did I tell you that I had to use? I actually had to use that last week. Um the summon because I couldn't yeah. get past a boss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you said you had a, you used it a couple times. Yeah. Yep. Well, I used it a couple times, kind of by accident, and then one of them I was like, "Fuck it, I'm done, I'm out." So that game was fucking awesome. I'm on the last boss now. Spoiler alert. So if you care about spoilers, don't listen to the next few minutes. But I have to fight the final boss, which is Geppetto's puppet. So obviously, as Pinocchio, you are Geppetto's puppet, and at the very end of the game. Uh, he kind of reveals that he's basically been trying to revive his dead son, which is pretty heavily hinted at that. Like, like you find a painting mm-hmm. of his son and it's, you, you, it looks like you, like you yeah. are. And it, like, he wants to, so you're like another failed experiment of reviving. His he's dead trying son. to bring his son back. And, um, you get kind of like, it gets kind of, it gets kind of fucked up at the end. You, you kind of learn that like, so there's the puppet uprising and everyone's dying. Puppets are killing people and whatnot. And, uh, I haven't delved super deep into the lore yet, but it p- seems pretty. Uh, it seems to be pretty much that Geppetto did it. Like Geppetto's been kind of moving pieces behind the scenes to to help make it happen. So that if I'm taking it how it literally looks, like Geppetto is the evil mastermind, has been moving things behind the scenes to get a different crazy person to try to become a god, and then you kill him. But because of what he did, he you now have the components needed to essentially bring his kid back to life but he needs your heart to bring the kid back to life, implying, I believe, that you have his son's heart in you. Your heart is actually his, his kid's heart. That, that's what that's what drives your your puppet body. And then if you say no, which I did, you get to fight the final boss, which is, it's actually kind of cool. You say yes, does the world end? Well, I think, well, think about like, like Bloodborne. Yeah. Like at the end of Bloodborne, you can say yes, and the bro just kills you. And you die. So I, I'm, I've looked it up, but I'm guessing if he says, "Hey, can I have your heart?" and you say yes, then you just die, probably. Any other world probably ends, but he gets his kid back, so who gives a shit? But um, you say no, you get to have a boss fight, and the first phase of it is kind of cool. It's, uh, it's a the puppet, and like ha- it has a uh, like invisible but or intangible puppet strings. So like you're, hey, uh, Geppetto's marionetting him mm-hmm. while you're fighting him, and then you, you win that phase, and the it kind of comes to life and you have to fight it and it's way more powerful but like, i'm really excited i'm really i'm really digging it i've done it a couple times i need to finish this last boss fight and i'm super excited to play through it again i cannot wait to like move through the world again knowing a little more that i than the last time like things will mean a lot more it'll be a lot cooler i might make some decisions differently but like it's really it is a really good game i recommend people if you like soul style games it's a phenomenal soul style game um i did have to use a summon again and i probably will always use a summon so there's one phase of the game where you have to fight I think they're called the black the black cats but it's like a family so there's like a big bruiser and then he's got basically three i think 
I think two brothers and a sister, but three relatives. And so, or three siblings. And so while you're fighting him periodically, when you get his health low enough, one of them will jump into the ring and you can either keep fighting him or fight them and try and kill them. And they have a separate health bar. If you, I learned if you don't kill them, they just keep jumping in. Yeah. So eventually it's four on one. Yeah. And so I was able to, it was pretty difficult, but I was able to get through that boss fight and, and beat them. You know, you beat him, beat all the siblings. And at the end of the game, you bump into him again and you have to fight all three of them at once, which is ludicrous. It's ridiculous as at least as a strength build. So like I have a tanky strength build and like the weapon I like using is really powerful, but it takes a long time to swing. And uh, so something that Dark Souls 3, Bloodborne and Elden Ring all did to counteract the inherent problems with that build is they gave you, I think it's called like super armor. Mm -hmm. Basically, when you start swinging your giant sword, very few things can knock you out of the swing. The swing's going to land. Um, and, may not hit anything, but you're going to swing. But you're going to swing. Yeah. And so like though it's in those games it revolves around poise and poise yeah. is like a known characteristic. You can up your poise by wearing heavier armor. And uh, that allows you to tank hits better. But using like a great sword, you kind of just get like a ton of fucking poise. This game doesn't seem to have done that. Like you have to time your big heavy sword swings such that you won't get hit. Mm -hmm. um, you can swing through <clears throat> some hits. And I have noticed if you're if you get very, very late in the swing, a lot of times you'll kind of tank through the hit. But like these characters, one of them has a spear and he's relatively fast. And then the other one has a rapier. He's super fast. And the other one's basically an assassin. So she throws knives and shit. So yeah. She's super fast. And can, it doesn't even have to be close to you. And it's, to it, it's just it's it's so difficult and it's so absurd. It's very just very, very punishing to a strength build. And I don't know if the game intends you to flip builds on the fly because except for the very, very upper tiers of upgrade materials. The game really does dump upgrade materials on you like for weapons like you could you could have many, many weapons almost fully upgraded and respecking is probably the easiest and cheapest I've ever seen in a game where like once you get to the point where you find the golden tree, which is gives you your respect currency. I don't know if I told you, but like you get like eight golden fruit. Um, it, I think it's like eight minutes per fruit and it holds eight. So every hour, hour and a half, here's eight of them. And it takes, I think, six to respec. And so like basically Once an hour, you get a free respect pretty much. And I, so I have like 50 or 60 golden fruit because every hour or so I'll jump back into, um, to the home base and I'll swing up there and I'll, I'll harvest them. And I will like something they did that was awesome. And I'm so glad they did it. They went back when it, from, uh, from Elden ring where Elden ring allowed you to level up on the fly. And I can't remember if I talked to you about it, but like, I remember, remember I told you that like when I was playing Dark Souls 3 and you like you were there, Firelink Shrine, like Firelink Shrine was such a cool place because you go there all the time. It's, it's your hub. It's your hub. And it's kind of a downside of gaming where like every time you want to level up, you have to load into the hub and go talk to the person to level up. And that definitely is annoying, but it also really cemented Firelink Shrine as like this is home. This is safe. We like I like being here. And then at some point in the game, you find an old Firelink shrine. You kind of learn that like the world's on a cycle and you can find an old dilapidated one. And it was really powerful to like find that and be like, it hit me hard. I was like, whoa, this is creepy that like this is it's all cold and dark and there's no one here. And it was really cool. They did that in Elden Ring where you have a home, you have a hub and you go that you can level up. You can talk to people. It's it's a gathering area. You, you go there. You do go there to get your weapon upgraded. Um but you don't have to go there to level up and you don't upgrade your weapons that often. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it, it it takes over the course of the entire game, you might level up your weapons 10 or 15 times. And so at the end of the game, the the hub catches on fire and it didn't matter to me at all. Like I just spawned in one time because some stuff had happened and it's all on fire. The house is burning down. I was like, I don't really care. It just didn't. I didn't care. Well, they went back in this one where you have to go back to the hub every time to level up. You have to go back and talk to your girl all the time to be leveling up. And so at one point it does the it kind of a classic thing in these games where it basically gets raided and like they come over the speaker and they're like, oh, you better get back to the hotel. Some shit's going down. And so you rush back to the hotel and you rush it and it's all it's not like destroyed, but it's all been like raided and there's shit's broken and knocked over. and Everyone's whole. And it was really kind of cool, like rushing back home. You can't teleport. You have to run there. But to rush back home and and to see your home like semi destroyed. Mm-hmm. They did a they did a phenomenal job on that. Oh gosh, what was I on before I got on that tangent? I don't know. Uh, respecking and wanting to switch specs between. Oh the yeah, bosses. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I a very long tangent from that I think, but that's that's. So, I, so you go back to you go back to the hub quite often. I just swing in and grab my gold coins, and so I have like fifty or sixty. Um, and there's a couple boss fights that like just almost feel impossible with a strength with a slow strength build. Um, there are obviously faster strength weapons especially with the way you can like mix and match and i have one that's relatively fast for a strength weapon but like against them it was just it felt completely impossible and so like i just summoned a dude and then we because it's you fight all three of them as you kill them they die and then when you get down to the last one and you get him to like half health then the brother that you already killed like gets reanimated you have to fight him again of course and he's like super jacked up and super hard so like it was a couple times where you have to time it out right so that you get if you get the last two down really, really low before you kill one of them, then you can go two shot the other dude and then just yeah. fight the one big fat guy by himself. But like, again, it turned in it turned a boss fight that would just felt horrendously impossible to basically easy because mm-hmm. like they pull aggro. So it was pretty easy to fight one or two of them at a time. And then the one or two will go fight him for a little bit. And I can go you can walk up on him and just get a couple good hits because they weren't particularly strong the like game is individually a, they're not hard to beat no and like the game has done a good job of like the bosses don't really have like that huge of health pools for a strength build as someone who's played a lot of dark souls and bloodborne and whatnot like i i can't quantify it but it feels like i do a lot of damage compared to as those far games. as like a percentage goes yeah like per hit like when i do a couple hits and i'm like wow this is fucking i hit i hit really hard for their over their average their overall health pool compared to like Elden Ring, even like a max level fighting a mid tier boss. Like I just do it. I do a shit ton of damage. And so um, killing them's not hard. It's just getting the hits on them. Cause one, they're, they're fast. So there's a lot of time. Like if I was going to try and there's a lot of timing involved to actually get the sword to hit them when they're close enough, they're, they're very in and out and every hit they do staggers you out of the swing. It just felt them. And I don't to wrap it all back around. I don't know if the game wants you to like be respecking for these boss fights and changing to a different fighting style, but I don't do that. Yeah. So I just summon a dude and have him help. Yeah. The from everything I've read about it and watched about it, it seems like a the game wants you to respec, like it wants you to pivot between Which, like. In their defense, they made it <clears throat> super super easy. Yep. So and that's that that's the biggest thing to me that makes me think that is like yeah. Like in other games, you can respect like five times. Yeah. So it's like, hey, you need to commit to a build. 
you don't you're not going to be respecking every yeah. boss or anything like that. Yeah, I think Elden Ring had it pretty easy, and you could find like seven or eight respects per playthrough. Yeah, we had to find them also. Like they're kind of hard <laughs> boss. They're fights not just to given to you with the no. Hub. Whereas this, they're literally like the tree is where you respec. You could go harvest eight coins, <coughs> and then immediately respec into a whole new build. Yeah, so that makes me think a that they definitely want you to respec, and b it's for sure designed to be played multiple times in yeah. a way that like the other like the actual souls the souls the dark souls series obviously there's new game plus and whatnot but like by the realistically by the time you finish like bloodborne your build does what it does yeah and you can get more stats but say even like you're doing a quality build like your you know your strength and your decks or whatever are both at the soft cap by yeah, the time you're done with the game yeah, you're you're doing as much damage pretty much as you're going to do. Right. Whereas from what I've read with Lies of P, like there's a bunch of stuff that realistically you're not going to max out or even come close to like hitting the best uh -huh. of certain abilities and whatnot with like, I don't know all the trees, but like you can upgrade, like you have like effectively skill trees and yes, whatnot. Pretty much. And you don't get high enough to like get the best shit out of those. Yeah. So like they really want, it's designed to be, and it's a, it's a little bit shorter of a game. Yep. So it's, Play through it once. Multiple times. It's, oh, yeah. In my opinion, it's probably more similar as far as the new game plus goes to like a Borderlands where like by the time you beat the first, by the time you beat Borderlands, you can max out. And this is pretty much true for all of them. You can max out like one tree and have a couple of points to spend in another. Yeah. Like you get to pick a, a, a build yep. and play that one tree. And then if you want to get the others, you, the game is designed for you to play it multiple times. Same thing with like Diablo and whatnot. Yeah. Whereas like you're not going to hit the most you can do and have access to all the things you can have access to on your uh -huh. first playthrough. Whereas like with Bloodborne, like uh, I had everything I was, yep. I could, well, I could max like, out more weapons, but like, yeah. And like Bloodborne case of point doesn't even have a respect function. Right. Period. So like with like Dark Souls three, you could beat the game on Dark Souls three and then be like, I want to play the next run as a sorcerer. Mm -hmm. And like before you do next new game plus, there's just an area you go to, you get to respect at. And you get to just, well, I want to respec and I'm going to put all my shit into Sorcerer and I'm going to start the game over. I get to play the game as a fully leveled Sorcerer, but I get to I get to play the Sorcerer now. And like in case in point, though, you're fully you're basically fully leveled. You know what I mean? Rather yes. than like if you played as a Sorcerer getting through the first game and having like half your spells. And that's in the same ballpark of what it kind of feels like with Lies of P yeah. where it's like, you don't have I, access to all the tools you're supposed feels, to have, or you could have. I, I would say it's probably closer to three quarters mm -hmm. to maybe, th maybe between three fifths and three quarters. So like, like the upgrade tree, the way it works, there's one, two, three, four, five. There's five levels, obviously. And it, the higher levels don't even necessarily have like better options, just different options. And um, each, each level has four choices of like a like a an end. Uh, what would be the good way to describe this? Like a perk, mm -hmm. a perk you can you can unlock. You put one. You you have to put items into it, it uh, and you get the perk. And yeah. they're called quartz. Yep. And so for the levels one, one and two, it takes two quartz to get a perk. Once you unlock two perks, you unlock the next level. And so like right now, I have like three of the first one, two of the second one. At levels three and four, it takes three quarts to get a perk. I think I have like one and two, and I've just started to be able to get to like level five stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't have him unlocked yet. I don't have a perk unlocked yet, but I've just started to work on him, and I'm fighting the last boss. So I guess in fairness, it probably is about half of them unlocked. I would say 
20% of them aren't worth unlocking. Mm-hmm. That makes it like the perk they give is really stupid. Apparently capacity is like super good in the game. That's what What's, Reddit seems a capacity. Oh, or, your, your weight, your, uh, your yeah. Cause uh, I guess like, uh, the way your weight scales, it's really hard to get like, it's, it's very easy to have too much weight. I haven't even noticed that. Um, I've been done. So as a strength build, I, I did a little bit of looking up. I've been dumping. A, I basically got my strength maxed out. Um, I got my health to a place. I feel like I, I'm comfortable. I put a, I put a decent chunk into endurance, not endurance into stamina. Mm-hmm. And I just been dumping a bunch into capacity. I've seen that it's important. And like, for me, it's because I always have like heavy weapons. So I'm just used to always dumping a bunch into that. I didn't realize it was like super important. Well, apparently, even for like medium or lighter weight people, like you really want some capacity. Huh. And I guess there's a perk that makes it so like I don't remember the details, but like there's effectively a perk. I don't know the names of all these yeah. things as far as the game goes. And it makes it so your um whatever classification it's called where you can you have the maximum like do- the the best dodge, uh-huh. it changes it makes it so that weight is increased like it gives you a big bonus it doesn't give you like more capacity it just makes it like you're at you can do the best dodge at this weight instead of this weight oh yeah yeah. something like that like i don't remember yeah, that makes specific, sense i haven't played it yet so like in the most of them they have like they're they're basically status like you're, you're in like a, a normal status a slightly heavy status or a heavy status and it raises the the bar for, yeah. a, for a for a slightly heavy probably or heavy something like that yeah, yeah. that makes sense um, I didn't realize that weight was that big of a deal. As, as someone who runs a strength build, I am used to like literally every time I find a, a better armor, I just put it on. Yeah. So uh, Liza P did it perfect. I love how Liza P did it. Um, your outfit doesn't do anything for armor. It's all aesthetic. And then you have different components you put like inside your puppet and that's your armor. Gotcha. And so like I have basically found like a really cool helmet I like and a really cool uh, overcoat I like. And I've been wearing that the whole time. And as I as I find better armor, I just put better armor on. But it it is a lot. It is obviously obscenely heavier compared to what it used to be, and I haven't really noticed that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I've been kind of keeping up with my capacity kind of by accident. I didn't realize it was that integral a part of 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 uh, Liza P. But the reason I didn't notice is probably because I don't play the games right. I just tank hits. So like two tank hits, you put all your points into the heaviest armor you can carry aware and the most healing potions you can get and i just plan on like i'm gonna hit you you're gonna hit me and one of us will die soon <laughs> and we'll know who dies at the end yeah, and, fair enough <laughs> um there's been a, a and there have been a couple boss fights and there's been a couple situations where like i get the parry windows right and you do get to feel really cool when you get to slam like four perfect parries in a row mm-hmm. it feels really good but most of the time i just dodge out of the way and well that's that's another thing that again, from what everyone is saying, is like there there's certain bosses that are designed for you to dodge and not parry. Yeah. That kind of stuff. It definitely just, feels that way. It's Yeah. And I was, one of the videos I watched with you actually, like he, I tried to approach this game a little differently because of how, like the, I can't remember who it was, but I respect his opinions on the games and he said it's really important to play this game. Like you have to like get a real good mix of dodging, parrying and just running Mm -hmm. like from attacks and i've been trying to be a little more diversified because like in uh bloodborne and dark souls 3 i just and elden ring i just dodge everything yep like i just i don't parry shit i just dodge you get the timing for your iframes right and you dodge their attack that's all i do and in this game i've been trying really hard to pay more attention to it and like and pick your moments and and play a little more strategically 
and it is, it does make you feel cooler. It does it does it is more fun when it works. Uh, it's really frustrating when it doesn't. The parry windows in this game are the parry windows are really narrow, and the iframes feel really narrow too. Mm-hmm. So like, there's obviously some attacks that I feel really confident with the parries, but there's a lot of them where like it's just so it's a slim margin. It's not horrendously slim, but it's slim enough where it's like, God damn it. Come on. Mm-hmm. But it is a lot of fun. Does it give been... you any sort of visual indicator when you're supposed to parry or you just have to like no. try parrying until you, you get it right? Yeah, it's the you need to know the timing of the attack, the way this game works. And it has fo- it follows with um, like Bloodborne or no Bloodborne is not parrying. Bloodborne has the, the gun, gun, but that uh, that is when you shoot them. So let's like Sekiro and Dark Souls three are the ones I know really well. The parrying cue is when this weapon would hit you. Gotcha. When their attack would make contact. Okay. Gotcha. That's when you need to parry. It's not, you don't need to parry like during a, a phase of their wind up or when they're, you need to, and it's not hit the parry button. It's your parry animation, but your parry animation for the most part, let's say it's a shield that like you raise in front of you. You need to be raising your shield in front of you while it's coming the, down at the your- time. The sword would be hitting you and that will cue your parry. And so for like this one, uh, in Liza P, like if he's holding his sword and you hit the parry button, he'll like pull the sword in front of him and you need to like get the sword in front of you when he would hit you. And so you got to you got to kind of lead it a little bit, mm-hmm. but it's all just it's all timing on when their attack would make contact to you. Gotcha. That is your your cue if, if there is one. And it, the, the reason they added it, like the reason I'm, I'm sorry that no, they added it, the reason they made it such a core component um, is because it makes you feel fucking cool. I'm guessing. So like Sekiro was super, super heavy on parrying. You re, I think Sekiro had iframes. Maybe, maybe not. Sekiro wants you to parry that because it's a samurai fight. Like you're sword fighting. Yeah. The point here is to parry. And so, <clears throat> to Sekiro's credit, while I do think the game has, in my opinion, some fundamental game design flaws in the way it's played, uh, you do feel really fucking cool in a lot of those boss fights. I got a lot of the boss fights I event I learned and you learn the the con- like the flow of combat and it looks like an old kung fu movie mm-hmm. where like you're just parrying each other over and over and over until someone gets a window and goes in for a kill shot and it feels really cool. When you can do it, you feel like a badass when you finish a boss fight with just like perfect parry, perfect parry, perfect parry, hit hit, perfect parry, perfect parry, kill strike. Okay, we're done. They did a good job on that. Mm-hmm. And uh, Elden Ring took a step back from that where like parrying is obviously a thing, but you don't have to like you, you'd be fine without it. Uh, and this game leans a lot more into it where there's some areas where you really kind of need to parry. And like it's a little harder to quantify because I haven't thought about it like as in depth, but just the pace of play as someone who hates parrying. I parry a lot. Mm-hmm. And it just it feels right. It feels like you need to. It feels like the appropriate response. Well, and fundamentally, like if you're parrying, it allows you to be more aggressive because you're yes. not stepping back. Yeah. So you can like like in theory, if you could just perfect parry every attack, you could just kill the bosses the, so much quicker because you're not moving in and out, yeah. dodging. You the can, attack wind the your your window of attack gets way bigger when you successfully parry versus well, and it dodging staggers it. them too, right? It can it. Um, or it builds their stagger meter or it, something it, like it, that. Yeah, it progresses their stagger meter, which is a hidden it's a hidden quantity, but it is there. So yeah, if you if you were to go into a boss fight and you just dodge an attack versus parry, parry, parry attack, you're going to get more staggers in that boss fight by parrying and attacking. Mm-hmm. I don't know the numbers, obviously, but you will. You also just get to attack more. Like and that's 
it feels more significant in this than the other games that could be placebo, but it does feel so like, which is probably one of the reasons why I parry so much more is it lengthens those attack windows enough that like a lot of times I can get a second hit in or I can, I, I do, I find myself doing a lot more charge attacks where I almost never charge attack in the other games. There's, you have a basically a, a normal, a normal attack, which does, if I could just guess with most of the games I've played, it, if it does 100% of, of damage, it does 100%. A charge attack will do like 120 or 125, but it takes like 1.7 times as long, yeah. which is not a fair trade. Like you are not winning. Now, there are sometimes that matters that you don't have time to do two attacks, so it's better. or And it does build up stagger faster and yada yada. But in this game, it does more like two, two and a half times as much damage. It's actually to do a, worth it to do it. To do a full stagger. And... The only way you open the enemy up for a critical in this game is if their stagger bar is full, which it'll indicate by having the health bar will flash white, and you can land a fully charged heavy attack, that will cue their like critical hit window. So you and can, that like, fucks them up, though, right? It Yes, that does a fuck ton of damage, and there is a uh, there's a passive heal mechanic in this game. So like Liza P, if I just hit him with a sword a bunch of times... Their health goes down, but they have like a significant chunk of that that they can get back. If I just like if you just like fall back and don't do anything, that will heal up. Doing a critical hit, like staggering them down and then doing a critical hit will erase all of that. So it's it's a huge, huge thing. And probably a combination of the legitimate extra damage you get from a heavy, a charged heavy compared to other games, and the fact that like it's a core component of the combat. It really helps clinch a boss fight mm-hmm. when you get to not only chunk their health down by like a third but also remove jenna yeah it allows you to play a lot more passively for a little bit um i find myself like working those heavy attacks a lot more and using them a lot more often it seems like with that kind of thing in mind that you'd want to you'd want to have the weapon that can charge charge attack as quickly as possible (laughs) it is a it's a factor yeah there's a couple weapons i've used and i've bumped around with and i've changed um one, because of weapon art, the way the weapon swings, which is kind of cool with uh, the special boss weapons, which is what I mostly use. I think they're the best weapons to use. They You can't change the handle or anything, so they just attack how they attack. But they mm-hmm. have pretty good... The strength ones I've fussed with have pretty good art. Um, the other ones, though, like the weapon art is... And we talked about this, but it's tied to the handle. So, like, you can just change handles around. Yeah. And, like, it changes how fast the weapon attacks, but also the way it attacks. And it's a really cool way to, like... So, for example, like, I have... A giant, it, it's called like a butcher knife or something, but it's closer to, imagine like a two-person pull axe, mm-hmm. You're like a pull-push axe you put on a tree. I have that put onto a baton handle. <laughs> so you swing it one-handed, and you swing it in like a forward chopping motion, like if you're beating someone with a baton, mm-hmm. but it takes this big, heavy weapon, and it swings it much faster. So I get to have like a strength-oriented, really powerful weapon. Uh, it does a little bit less attack, obviously, because it's so much faster, but you get to like, that chopping motion is really fast. Because you're not doing the animation of you can imagine if you swing like like forward down all the way through, yeah, that just takes more time. Yep. So you get more attacks in. You're not stuck in these attack animations as long, which can apparently be interrupted pretty easily. Which can be interrupted very easily. Um, and like with this heavy strength build, like you do enough damage, especially with non bosses, that like usually a couple attacks will stagger them. So that's where it's super relevant to get a couple. If you can get two attacks into their one, that second attack will a lot of times stagger them. And that just snowballs. I have found with this build, um, there's a lot of enemies that are in, 
incredibly difficult to defeat, even just like in the map enemies, especially here at the end, like we're, you know, within 20 minutes of the last boss. Uh, I'm really, I was really struggling through the area. These little, they're basically mini bosses. They don't have like a boss health bar, but they're tough enemies. They either snowball me or I snowball them. Like if I can land a couple of hits in succession that I stagger them, then I, it's no contest. I completely wipe the floor with them. And the other times I encounter them, they either almost kill me or kill me Mm -hmm. because I just cannot get my feet underneath me. They are so, they move so fast and they hit relatively hard, but that isn't the problem. It's just that they hit. So they move in and get a hit. And now I, the three quarters of a second I spent winding up is now gone. Yeah. And I have to start over and they're doing these really fast, really short jab, jab attacks and really, really pressuring me that I just cannot. But if I can time it right, where like I can charge attack up as they're walking in and I can slam them with a charge attack and stagger them back. They're fucked. I got their number now. Mm -hmm. It's it's no it's I've had several enemies where like in an area they will as I'm moving through because I die a bunch. But they'll take, let's say, two or three health flasks a couple times in a row. And then I will just completely once you have the timing down for herb stop them. Well, get the timing down and get a little lucky that one lands and really staggers them. And I, I take no shots. I perfect I perfect kill them. Not even close. Yeah. And that is definitely feels like a limitation of this build and this section of the map where like I'm just not doing the right thing, but I refuse <laughs> yeah. to change. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you're almost at the end. So which like I'm going to get through this final boss like with this build. I probably try and find because the second phase is really fast. I had to give up um, on my build. I didn't change builds, but I had to change weapons. Because, like, the first phase of fighting the second-to-last actual boss, which is a really cool boss fight. I had a lot of fun with it. But, like, the first phase is pretty easy. Like, she's got, big, she's got a bunch of armor on. She's got a big old big old tanky. And, like, I just wreck, just wreck her. Because, like, I am hit her hard enough. I'm hitting her for, like, a tenth of her health, which mm-hmm. you've played. It's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> if I only have to hit you 10 to 15 times, you're deep shit. You're deep shit. Um, and the second phase... She takes all the armor off, so she takes more damage per shot, but she is impossible to hit. <laughs> she moves so goddamn fast, and she's like, she has it's a lightning build, so she's always like, makes sense. She's like, like she'll charge herself up with electricity and shoot across the map and jump around and jump in the air and is impossible to hit. I fought her like three times with my big sword, and I was like, well, that's not gonna fucking work. <laughs> then I fought her like four times with the smaller sword, and I was like, that's not gonna fucking work. So I brought out the baton saw. <laughs> <laughs> I eventually was able to kill with the Padon saw, but it was rough. And there, there are, there are some, it, the game seems to really strongly. And I didn't even think about, to me, I viewed easy respects as like, um, a luxury of like, Hey, the game's like, Hey, just have fun, play, you know, play a different way. Have some fun. It makes a little more sense. If you think about it, that the game is like, no, you should do this to make boss fights easier. Yeah. I just don't want to, um, that like some boss fights just feel all close to impossible without it, without an enormous skill skill jump, which I'm not going to have that like not with on your this, first playthrough with this build. It's just, I, they, these boss fights felt impossible, which is nice that they have that little summon mechanic that makes the boss fight go from pretty fucking impossible to pretty fucking easy, which yeah. is good. But yeah, I've, I, I cannot say enough good things about Liza P. I've been having a ton of fun. I've had the classic, like I'll fight an area for an hour or so and get pissed and be, and there's bullshit and there's, there's a couple of, like one of the bosses. I think I told you last week the boss I had to use help on because I was like I bought I fought him for like an hour and a half, two hours, 
Um, I think my biggest complaint about that boss fight is the arena you fight him in is about 30% too small. Mm -hmm. If the arena was bigger, the boss fight wouldn't be as bad. But a lot of his like jumping around attacks and charge attacks have him running into walls or or getting stuck on corners in the in the arena. And so if you get caught in them, you get caught between him and a wall all the time. And I had several legitimately good runs completely ruined by getting stuck, not like not glitched into a wall, but just stuck between him and a wall and I can't move. I can't I can't get out of this and I can't interact with it in any way. Mm-hmm. Presumably with a couple of perfect parries under pressure, I could have gotten out, but under pressure, I couldn't perfect parry a couple of times. And I just, I don't like when that's like, that's what cost me the the fight was I got pinched between him and a wall because his charge attack goes about 20% longer than the space available in the arena. Mm-hmm. I mean, if he starts on one end and charges to the other, there's room, but he doesn't. He's like, I'm in the middle or on one third of the arena and he charges at me and now I'm at the edge of the arena and there's just nowhere for me to go get away from this to interact with this, except perfect parrying, which I couldn't do. And I couldn't do it enough times. I said, fuck it. And I got help. <laughs> I gave up. But I do love Liza P. God, that game was fun. The other game that I have been playing a bunch of that I I actually I tried to play today is I've been playing Apex a lot. And I am so goddamn tired of my fucking friends asking me what level I am so we can play ranked. <laughs> I'm so fucking over it. One of the guys we play with, he's a he's a nice guy. He drives me fucking crazy. Um, he's always talking about how to maximize XP and what game modes give more XP per minute. And we could do this and that's probably get you XP faster. And I finally broke down one night and I was like, dude, I don't fucking care about XP. I I don't. I just want to play this game. Right. I have fun playing this. I don't give a shit what. Le- but I so all they want to do is play ranked and you have to be level 50. I'm level 44. And so today I was goofing around and I was like, well, I'll hop on, I'll queue into some random games and I'll try and level up. And after playing like four or five random games, and that is excluding the two or three where I spawned in. And as soon as we got in the jump ship, one or two people left, um, I alt F forward and said out loud, God, this game fucking sucks. <laughs> I just want to get, I just want to grind experience. All I want to do is grind experience, get a little 50. So they'll shut the fuck up. And I can't force myself to play this game with random people because it sucks so bad with randoms. It is so awful. We had a couple scenarios. Like we had one the other night where um, we were doing okay. We uh, do not the other night. It was earlier today. Sorry. I had one, the last one I played. I think the last one of the second last one I played. We I was fucking on fire, dude. I want I killed three people like we were playing. We were in an area. Uh, there's two of us together, and the third dude was off doing his own fucking thing, of course, um, mm-hmm. farther up in the town. He, they got, I I saw them, and I pinged them a bunch. No one gathered up on me, and then he ran in and died. And so it was a two on three, and I single-handedly killed all three of them. I was able to push them, and I killed all of them and res my buddy up. And then the dude that had gotten down in the beginning of the fight left, so we couldn't bring him back. And so we pushed it. We, we moved to the map and we got rolled up on a three stack and just they got they got the jump on us and we died. And like that would have been a like we would have been fucking set if I could have gone and picked his banner up and resummoned him. Mm-hmm. But no, we had one of them where me and a dude were doing pretty good. Uh, we'd spawned in and I didn't even notice that one dude was off by like he'd gone the other direction. I thought but we, we, we'd moved into an area 
we were looting and we found a team and we fought we fought them and I you know we did some shooting and they ended up getting him. So I I, I kind of sneak around. I get his banner and I run away. And no, I didn't get I didn't even get his banner. I had, I said to bail. I ran back to where the other dude was on the map. He never played the game. He just spawned in, dropped us, and sat there the whole time. So I leave him. I run across the map because um, one of the perks of being a medic or that's that class is you can actually craft banners. Mm-hmm. So if you die, I don't have to go pick your banner up. I can just go craft. So I go craft his banner. I resummon him and he left. So he, his, he just stood there and didn't move. So I put all this effort into getting him. And then he just, he wasn't playing anymore. He he'd left. He'd alt F forward or he didn't even disconnect. He just left his computer and like, that happened, and then shortly after, we had, I had the good round where I killed a bunch of people, and then our dude left, and it was a 2v3, and we got fucking curb stomped. I was like, this game fucking sucks. And I left. I'm done. Dude. I want so badly to play that game with my friends, and all they do is bitch at me for not being level 50. Because we have to play ranked. Because it has to be more serious than this. Right. Oh my Hell gosh. Man. Twitch is the worst thing that ever happened to video games. It it's turned, not great. It turned everything into a fucking competition. And like, don't get me wrong. We used to compete playing video games. Yeah, but, but not. It was, it, it was it was within a friend group. It was different. It was, it was way different. Yeah. Now everything is like, why aren't we playing ranked? Why do you fucking care? Why does it matter? Can we are, just play Apex? And are you gonna break anything that being ranked would actually matter? Like, are you gonna get high enough that it oh. would actually fucking matter? No, it's not. No, it's, it's just gonna be like more nonsense. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're gonna be playing against better people, but like, does I mean, do you win every fucking match? No, most of them you don't. Right. And like and we and we win plenty of these ma- like we win as a as a two or three stack. We're all competent enough. We win plenty of games. If we hop on, I mean like I I'm sure people listening will be like, I win all the fucking time. And good for you, that's awesome. But like it's not uncommon for us to win once or twice a night, which mm-hmm. to me in a battle royale is fucking insane. There's we spawned in with 25 other teams. We're gonna do this probably between six and ten times tonight, and we're gonna win one or two of them. That's insane. Right. Because how many times I mean, we played a bunch? We played for weeks. We never won once. Well, we, I mean, we won a couple times, but like. Sorry, we would play for weeks at a time and yeah. never win. That's what I mean. Like, we would play, we would play and play and play and play and play, and we would never win a battle royale. We would never come in first place. A couple times we did over the course of a couple months. I play with these guys, and they're better than me, but we will win once or twice a night. Not good enough. We have to play ranked. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can get the impulse to like to want to keep improving but like until we're curb stomping every lobby we're in or pretty fucking close to it what's the point like why do we like what does it matter you you still have plenty of growth in this there's plenty of improvement <clears throat> to be made yep well especially to the point where it's like yeah we can just keep doing this until you're level 50 like i know i can understand like oh. once you were all level 50 hey guys we should be playing ranked yeah but it is it the, i i get asked every single time we play hey what level are you now it's all that matters check your friends list but all it says it right in there i'm sure you they can look at your level yeah whatever like i i have decided i decided at this point in my life i refuse to practice gaming anymore Mm -hmm. i almost download i think i told you this i almost downloaded aim labs aim labs is a free game all it is is practice aiming it's just a practice first person shooters and i looked at it and i was like i'm never gonna try that hard to be that good at a game i this is a this is i'm a casual this is for fun that's not fun anymore that's homework i'm not fucking doing homework to play Mm -hmm. apex i'm out i'm done (laughs) 
and I will not. The most I will do is sometimes I will look up like it's like like we're playing Call of Duty. What's what are the top ranked snipers? Like what do people think that there's like there's like the, nine snipers? Yeah, but which what's the best gun? What's the best three? Like what's uh, the best couple snipers that people think like they do the most damage versus recoil? Blah blah blah. And that's only because I hadn't played it a whole bunch. Once I played a couple, I threw the list out the fucking window. Like, for example, playing on Call of Duty, uh, Modern Warfare 2, the Signal 50 gets ranked, like, if there's seven snipers, usually between, like, third and sixth, because it doesn't do as much damage, but it fires five times faster than the others. So, like, I don't fucking... That's... That in my that ranking's already out the window for me. Mm-hmm. Like, once I've... Once I, once I got a couple... A couple dozen matches in, I got to play with a couple of them and get a feel for how the matches flow. This like I don't need your lists anymore. That's the but that's the closest I get is I'll look up what guns are good. Like the people who play Apex a fuck ton. Like now I have a kit. Every time I spawn in, I am looking for a longbow and get it kitted up, a semi-max sniper rifle because we've had several fights where like the fight was won because we all hung out over here and I went ping 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 <laughs> ping and you miss a bunch. But who gives a shit? They can't yep. shoot us. Yep. We've had several fights where like we roll up and it's like, hey, there's people fighting down there. And I just watch and I'll see one go down and I'll see one of theirs go down and you'll see another one go down. And then I'll start ping, ping, dead, <laughs> dead. Okay, guys, let's go. It's a really powerful gun to have. Yep. Uh, and then I pick up either a car, which is a high fire rate SMG that can shoot heavy ammo. Because I think I haven't confirmed this, but my placebo effect brain says that the heavy ammo does more damage per shot. So like. I like using the heavy ammo because I care more about doing more damage per shot than having to hit more times or a flatline, which is just a some it was just a, an automatic um, heavy ammo gun. And like I spawn in, I want those two, one of those two or two of those three guns every time. That's mm-hmm. what I want. But before that, before I've played dozens of matches and I, I know what kit I want, I looked it up. What what do, what do you guys recommend? Like what, do, what are the people that play the game a bunch? What guns do they prioritize? For example, like, there are plenty of people that are good with the hemlock. They don't make a lot of they didn't make a lot of my lists. The hemlock is a three round burst uh, heavy ammo rifle. People don't love it. The Mozambique didn't make any fucking lists. The little pistol shotgun. Yeah. Like I just want to know what do people recommend guns to prioritize learning? Once I get a little bit of like experience, I don't give a shit anymore about that list. I don't. Whereas like Alex, Alex is the king of like, oh that gun isn't meta anymore. Oh that's not a meta. Phoenix kits aren't meta. We, those aren't, that's not part of the meta. We don't, I don't use that. It's not in the meta. And it's like, that's fine that you don't. I don't give a shit what the meta is. We played a game of, uh, we were playing Call of Duty once. And we didn't We didn't play Warzone. Uh, we played like actual multiplayer. Because I wanted mm-hmm. to play some multiplayer. And he drug me into a fucking ranked match with him. And I would pick, I'd play a gun or whatever. And he'd be like, you know that isn't meta right now, right? And I was like, I don't give a shit. I am playing for fun. I didn't want to play ranked. I told you that. But I said we could. If you really want to, we can. Right. I'm playing the games I like. Well, Jake, sniper rifles aren't meta and ranked. Cool. I couldn't give a shit less. I have a sniper rifle. <laughs> Hopefully I kill somebody. Well, like, again, there's a time and a place for this stuff. Like, if you and I are sitting down, if we want to rope magic back into this, and we're practicing to go to, like, a Grand Prix. Uh-huh. Or, like, a major event. Yes. And we're on a team. Like, we're doing a team event. It's totally different. Jake. You need to play a fucking meta yes. deck. You've got your choice of a couple here. No one's here to play fucking pox, Jake. <laughs> right. Fucking like pick up blue white control and get good at it. But again, they're like to me, I look at rank like to me, I go non-ranked is basement magic, kitchen table magic. Yeah, we're just fucking around. Low level rep magic or low level ranked is like Friday night magic. Yeah. I'm I'm trying. 
I like, don't care we're that much. Here to play to but win, just, yeah. but like I'm gonna Dude, play what I want to play. The number of times I would we would spawn into a multiplayer match, and so it was like me and Mark. Mark was I love playing game with Mark, and I don't play with him. I met him with the company I work with. Um, we would joke and being like, "This like pick my gun. You tell me what gun I'm playing with this round, and that's what I'd play with, and we'd see how I could do." Like that was how we played just regular Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. I don't fucking care where my KD is. I don't care if we. I don't care if we win. I'm just here to kill people. And like, what gun should I use this time? The oh, this bolt action sniper, cool, whatever. Or this shitty SMG, or this shitty shotgun. Like we have competitions of we both use the same gun with the same kit. Who can get more kills? Yeah, that's how I like to play Call of Duty for the most part. Not, but oh, hang on, hang on, hang. On. Let me. Oh, okay, uh, the, the, the meta changed. That's the gun that's meta now. Let me go rebuild it real quick. <laughs> no, I don't care. It's it's not fun, guys. Why can't games just be fun anymore? Because of Twitch. Speaking of games that can't just be fun anymore, and it's funny, we're gonna we're gonna end up, we're about an hour and a half in. We're gonna end today's episode on a magic topic we missed last week, but we have to talk oh, about. Oh yeah. <laughs> we have that's we're gonna end this week's episode. So like we fucking stopped recording last week. I go upstairs, pull out my phone, and I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> yeah. So we have moved away from regular magic content doesn't mean we won't ever cover it case in point um but if we ever needed to just be reassured immediately that matt and i personally made the right decision that magic is going in the direction we don't want to be a part of matt what announcement did you find last week universes beyond marvel (laughs) i literally have (laughs) talked to my wife sarah about like someday there's gonna fucking be a spider-man magic card and that's gonna be fucking ridiculous someday in 2025 there will be a a, spider-man magic card in a year or two like we, I mean, a year and a half, I don't remember exactly what quarter it is, but I mean, we're talking less than two years. Yeah, less than yeah, because yeah, because two years would be the end of twenty twenty five. Yeah, yeah. We, like one of our big complaints is like magic is losing its identity. How do you lose your identity more than by putting fucking Thor on a magic card? Right, and not even like a traditional North mythology Thor. It's going to be the Marvel Thor. Right, it's going to be Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man. It's going to be Captain America, Black Widow. Yep. <laughs> like <laughs> did they did they specifically mention the MCU? They I don't remember if they did or not. Um cuz it could be the, the Marvel sh- as a whole. There was a brief trailer. I don't know if you watched it or not. No. And it had a kid with what looked like it was Captain America's shield, but it looked like Captain America's shield from the but, MCU. Yeah. I mean in fairness, like But it, it is Captain America's shield and it's a fucking round sealed with a fucking If they're going to be using Marvel, they need to use the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe cuz like that's what people care about. That's There's a that's whole what ge- the unwashed masses. Yeah, well, like I, there's a whole so genre of people I that care say, about the comics. There's plenty of unwashed masses that care about the comic <laughs> books. Yeah. <laughs> but the it, if you're going in the numbers, which magic is, yeah. you're going to get a, a hundred to one if you targeted the marvel yeah, yeah, cinematic I mean, universe somewhere between 10 and or five and ten like billion dollar fucking movies like yeah. the top two or three yeah i think titanic um, is the only movie that comes close to beating out like the avengers movies it was just, like it's just like this whole thing of like magic isn't magic anymore it's just this place for pop culture to culminate on cards yep and we made that decision a month before they announced they're gonna Spider Man's gonna be a, like there's gonna be Spider Man 
as a I, as a magic card. Oh, for sure there is. Like that again in my mind that was like if you go back in time and we started talking about like fucking transformers and we joked about like fucking when's there gonna be a naruto magic card when's there gonna be a bleach magic card when's there gonna be a spider-man magic card we have assassin's creed we've got uh who's the dude from jurassic park what's his name uh jeff goldblum we got jeff goldblum there's more than that i mean we've got dave Tennant from the doctor who series and now we're gonna have your fucking cast of doctor who now we're gonna have marvel all the marvel characters Holy shit, were we right? <laughs> at least, again, at least in the way that we prioritized our opinions on the game, we called in 110%. They were just itching, itching to get well, the, Marvel I mean, and DC. If you think about it, these, like, Watsy has several years to develop a set, right? Yep. Well, they're already putting spoilers out. Like, that means this has been, I mean, this... Oh, the yeah. spoilers didn't come out the day that they made the fucking deal. They didn't sign the paperwork right. last week. Like, they this agreed has to been this in the year. works for probably a couple years. Yep. And the whole time that like people were coming back to me, because I mean, the universe is beyond thing is not that old. It's not like I think the Walking Dead cards came out in 2020. Like, because I remember they were like, I was, I remember it very vividly. I was telling my wife about this. We were on a walk and I was ranting about these fucking Walking yep. Dead cards in 2020. I remember I was pissed. I was, I remember where my, when my anger culminated on it and it culminated and it culminated towards a specific podcast. Uh, doesn't exist anymore. I, I think Will still listens. And so I don't, ever, I don't know if I've ever told you this, Will, but I was listening to the Planes Talkers podcast. I'm pretty sure it was The Walking Dead. I think it was. And they had this, in my opinion, they they were they had the right opinion of like, this is a bullshit set they're doing. They shouldn't do this. This is ridiculous FOMO. They should never do this. And then they followed it up with, well, yeah, I've already ordered mine. I've already ordered two of them because they don't want because they didn't want to miss out. Yep. And it was either Walking Dead or it was one of them right around that time. And I was so angry that they both recognize that this is ridiculous marketing FOMO from Watsy. It's a terrible strategy. It's it's awful. And that they also immediately fell for it. And everyone else is going to. And I was I was rolling down Waldron. That you know where I was. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I was so fu- I turned their podcast off. I needed to, I was so <laughs> mad at them. I think I called you or texted you about yep. it. I was so angry that they were doing this. Well, and to be fair, that's not that this is all falls on their feet. Or at their feet, I should say. But that attitude is exactly yes. why we are where we're at. Because like yes. people are just like, well, I have to, I'm gonna get it. I don't really and I hear it all the time. Well, like, I mean, you know, I don't really like Universes Beyond, but I love Warhammer. Uh-huh. And it's like, yeah, dude, but like, okay, so say you get your one and now there's 30 others. Like, are you gonna tell me you really just wanted Princess Bride cards? I fucking love that movie. Like I love The Princess Bride. That movie is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Those cards are dumb as fuck and I, have no business in magic. I haven't seen them. None of these do. Like, yep. they don't have any business being in this fucking game. And, like, magic is, like, in my opinion, completely lost any sense of identity at all. Yeah. Not to mention the this, pace that all these are coming out. The last six months to a year have just been like the final nails in the coffin of like, like the, like we, we were running out of sharks to jump in terms of like, we dipped our toes into universes beyond and bringing different IPs in. And then we, we, we put a foot in when we walking dead and some unique cards. And then we did like street fighter. And then like, now we've just like, we've jumped off the grand Canyon with 
here's 13 more universe beyond sets coming out and all the different and the doctor who's and the Jurassic parks and, uh, or yeah, Jurassic, it was Jurassic, yeah, Jurassic parks Park. and, yep. uh, and cinematic and the cinematic universe and princess bride and Fortnite and, and final fantasy and, and final fantasy assassin's creed. Like it just went fucking insane. And I don't Lord of the Rings. I don't know why this like like Marvel just was this little this little fake milestone I put in my head years ago. Or like we're gonna fucking have like well I think I I think I phrased the question something something like what are we gonna have fucking like, Spider Man and Batman in a in the magic world now? And we do like yep. we we will <clears throat> like you, I guarantee they'll do they'll do DC as soon as they can. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, and that's what I was joking around about the Discord. It's like they need to get DC in here so they can have a Marvel vs. DC crossover event in Magic. Oh, of course. Yeah, but they already can. Um, that that was the other thing. So Capcom vs. Uh, Marvel vs. Capcom is an old series of fighters. Uh-huh. They can already do that now. Like as soon as that, like they already have Street Fighter characters. Oh, because they have, yeah, they do, yep. <laughs> so they can have Marvel yeah. vs. Capcom. Like, I'm not going to come back to Magic until I can, um, until I can equip Mjolnir to spider-man and then crew him into the batmobile right then i'll come back into magic and it's just like like i can understand how people who've only been playing for a few years like even a few years before universes beyond like how they might not have a huge issue with this but like playing for so fucking long like well it's just magic's 30 something years old and i've been playing for 25 like to me it, it is, is its own thing it's it's the sign Whoa. of Maybe ma- like I'm not saying like magic itself is dying, but like the idea of magic definitely is like it's not magic the gathering anymore. It's just we, we, we've had this discussion. It's just a culmination of whatever's popular. Well, the, the thing I don't the thing that really sucks about it is like that's what all the other card games already are. Uh huh. Like all almost every other card game. There's a few that have kind of like. Yeah, there's like there's there there's was like, like flesh and blood and like yeah. a couple, but like almost all of them are take an existing IP and make a rule make set a to try to yep allow you to play with Optimus to, Prime. Like, like, there's, right. like there's a Transformers card game. There there was a uh, there's Dragon Ball card games yep. and fucking like all Star War. There's a Star Wars card game where you can play as Darth Vader and you can right. you can summon Optimus Prime or however those games work. Like there's this huge litany of existing card games that were just like here's popular thing. I'm going to turn it into a game and they failed horribly. Yeah. Guess what? They all almost, almost all of them suck yes. and all, hardly any of them have been successful at all. I, 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 which one has there's, I mean the, I see the one that has like the dragon ball Z one. Do people is, still play that? Yeah. It's, it's got a relatively new version of it and it's within this realm. Like it's uh-huh. reasonably popular, okay. but it's also got the, one of the longest running animes, like it's got a huge name attached to it. Yeah. And okay. it's already kind of, there's a lot of overlap between like anime kids and, and card game. Like it's got a lot going for it, Uh huh. but that's about the, probably the biggest one, obviously outside of the giant fucking Pikachu in the room of Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> like, but like Pokemon aside. Yeah. Well, isn't, po- hasn't Pokemon even, I thought Pokemon has transferred over. People still play Pokemon. Like Pokemon has kind of transferred over into a more of a collectible card game than a trading card game. And the distinction being that, like, it seems to me that the Pokemon is it Konami that, run, that owns Pokemon? Thing? Konami does po- Yu Gi Oh! Yeah, yeah. So whoever owns Pokemon, doesn't matter who. Like, the draw to Pokemon is opening packs and pulling lottery tickets. 
and, and collecting the cards. These cards have immense values. They're very collectible. They're very unique. Like, that's what Pokemon became to me from what I've seen the outside coming in. Case in point, like, like during, like, po- Pokemon kind of led the collecting card game price hike of the pandemic, where, like, you literally could not buy Pokemon packs at the stores. Mm-hmm. Like, they were they were setting limits to how many you could buy because people were coming in and buying out Walmart's entire stock because they were so valuable, these hyper-premium versions. And, and like that, to me, as an outsider looking in, was like, oh, we've jumped into, this is about collecting the cards, not necessarily playing Pokemon anymore. Well, to be fair, I think that's, within reason, always been kind of true. Like, I've played the po- the Pokemon game sucks. Oh, okay. Now, it may have changed, because I was literally playing, like, a, the original Probably first set. and second gen. Yes, like, quite literally, the first yeah. shit that came out, I was playing it. Um. So I'm sure the game's changed plenty since then, but the game, like I was also playing magic at the time. I'm just like, this game kind of fucking sucks. Like I'm playing magic and Pokemon feels like drawing with fucking crayons. Now I know that a lot of people, right? I know there's still a decent scene around playing competitive Pokemon on the computer, not the card game, like, like arena, like battling Mm -hmm. Pokemon. And like, I see clips all the time on TikTok or whatever of, like impressive strategies and it's a really incredibly complex world of building Pokemon teams and reacting to each other and having those battles. But I don't see a ton of people playing paper Pokemon. I know it exists yeah. and I know people do. And I know that there's been some resurgence, I think in Europe especially, but there's been a bit of resurgence kind of like nineties MTG. There's been a bit of a resurgence jumping back to like, Hey, let's play like first and second generation Pokemon. People play like nineties Pokemon, but as an outsider looking in, I'm like, oh, Pokemon's a collectible card game. Pokemon's about collecting these hyper-premium, hyper-valuable, hyper-cool cards. Let me be clear. Not throwing an ounce of shade at anyone for doing it, but that's just what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, Magic is getting... Magic's definitely getting there. Magic has those those sets, and those sets are more like, well, Lord of the Rings set, partially. Um, and two, a lot of the... Like, those Universe Beyond Secret layers, like... The Street Fighter secret layer is meant to be collected, probably more than played. Yeah. But the driving force of Poke or of uh, Magic was still like standard and modern and like playing some packs the for, game. for play. For yeah, playing standard, playing commander, playing modern, playing legacy, shit like that. I Pokemon gave me the vibe a while ago where like, oh, people are buying this because the cards are valuable and oh, yeah. they're I'm, collectible. I mean to not to put too fine of a point on it, but I don't know a single person who actually plays the Pokemon. There you go. I know plenty of people who have, they own a bunch of cards, uh-huh. and I know plenty of people whose kids own a bunch of cards. Yeah. I don't know a single one who knows how to fucking yeah. play Pokemon. And like, they look like, again, the cards are beautiful. They look fun to collect. Pokemon's awesome. Like, the best thing about Pokemon, I, I could totally see, imagine if we jump forward, let's say like five, six years, or let's say, let's say nine years. I have a kid, he's like eight, or she's eight. And we played the most recent Pokemon game that came out because they make one every two years. They're the same game every year. And we play it together and we can go buy packs from that game. Yep. And we can open, we can, that starter Pokemon. And we can, we can, the, the Pokemon we beat the game, we, we would buy the fuck out of those packs. It'd be so much fun. We wouldn't play. I can totally see that, how much fun it would be to, like, if I could buy, and I'm sure you can, but let's say they made a new print run and these are, all the Pokemon from Fire Red in this the, in this set you can buy. I'd buy those packs. Every time I went to Sage Shop, I'd buy a couple to see what I opened. Because I remember playing Fire Red or Sapphire Blue or Emerald. It would be so much fun. And so I can totally see if you and your kid play the Pokemon games because they're awesome. And you want to open those Pokemon, buying the packs. Mm-hmm. 
but I bet they don't play it very often. Nope. <laughs> Nobody does. Yeah. <laughs> I personally know one Yu-Gi-Oh player and zero Pokemon players. I uh, I believe you talk about the uh, talking I about think, Emperor. No, I know because uh, Emperor was joking because we were so we were joking about on. There's a couple a couple of us who've sold our modern cards and we're kind of taking a step back from modern, especially too. And uh, he was talking about how like he's he has no intention of selling his cards. He loves the collecting aspect of it. He still owns his Yu Gi Oh deck even. Mm-hmm. Never plays Yu Gi Oh. Probably never will again. But he still owns it because he loves it. So like either like Emperor can play Yu Gi Oh. I could play Yu Gi Oh. Uh, probably. Uh, 20 years ago or 15 years ago, I knew how to play Yu-Gi-Oh. Dude, I'm just browsing through this just because I always check them just out of habit, right? And I don't mean to interrupt this, but this is the funniest thing I've ever seen, like recently, as far as yeah. magic goes. So this looks like it was Saturday's Modern Challenge because you brought up Modern, yeah. Top eight, Rakdos Midrange, second, Mardu R- Midrange, third, Rakdos Midrange, fourth, Rakdos Midrange, fifth, Rakdos Midrange, sixth, Rakdos Midrange, then Yogamoth, then Mono Black Coffers, then Rakdos Midrange. Twelve of the top thirty-two. <laughs> Nothing to see here, folks. <laughs> Modern is they they released a ban announcement not what three weeks ago. And they had nothing that to say about modern. Fucking insane. I don't think I've that is now I'm not saying that this meta is as dominated as that. Yeah. I haven't seen top eights like that since fucking like Hogak or Eldrazi. Uh-huh. Like that's fucking bonkers. Yep. That's hilarious. And to I me. just want to check this Mardu mid range list real quick. The beanstalk in it. Uh it's it's red black mid range with two celestial perches and two wear and tears in the side. <laughs> <laughs> so it's first, second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth. Six of the top eight are and the top six scam. are same same deck. Yep. It's scam. Yeah. So good job, Watsy. One of them does have two questing druids. Ooh, <laughs> the <Yeah>. spice. <laughs> That's fucking nuts. <laughs> so that will that will I believe wrap up our episode uh, as we come to a close. See a little bit of magic content. A little bit of magic. Um, I'm. I, I don't know if I told you guys this. I, I have been selling a lot of my competitive cards. I'm keeping most of my commander cards. Basically, my commander decks are staying untouched. Um, but I'm, I've sold or am selling the majority of my legitimately competitive playable cards. And I have waffled for years in and out of like wanting to sell, maybe get rid of some stuff, maybe downsize. And for years, I would I would talk myself about doing it. I would think about it for a week and I'd be like, I don't want to. F- no, absolutely not. It hurt my soul to sell these cards. In the last several, like between between year and six months, I started kind of piecing out some of the more expensive stuff I never use. And I've now committed to selling the majority of my collection. I have so much peace in my soul as I mail these cards away to people and I send them off to new homes for people to build new decks with. I am so okay. I used to be so not okay with selling my magic cards, and I am so okay with it now. Again, like Tatiova, I will probably die owning Tatiova. And a $500 mana crypt. That's for, I have, I have a judge promo mana crypt. I'll probably die with my tropical Island. Uh, that stuff's not going anywhere, but the rest of it that doesn't have that intense sentimental value. Bye. <laughs> See <Yep>. you guys. <laughs> I bought my new paintball gun with the money and I'm really, into, I'm really digging it. Can't wait to go play with it. Yep. You probably get more use out of it anyways. Oh, so I, uh, I'll, I'll end. I do have one more story. Cause I mean, I told you, I tell everyone on the podcast. I forgot to, so my wife and I went and played paintball and I played a little bit here and there and she loved it. 
I, I think I told everybody already. I, we're going to get into it. Mm-hmm. And so I got into a group. I got some. I sold some cards. I got into a group. And I was like, hey, um, I was looking at buying. There's a little kit I found online. It's like 600 bucks for the kit. I like it looks like a good kit for me. But I want to see what was available on the used market. So, you know, it's kind of curious what's out there in that $600 thing. Mm-hmm. I swear to God, I looked at my second monitor for 30 seconds. And I looked back. And I had like four direct messages of people being like, I got this gun. I got this gun. I got this gun. I got this gun. I got one of these. I got two of these. Go to our website. And I had to go back and I put a comment being like at the bottom or a, a note at the being like, guys, I'm new. I don't know what any of this stuff is. You got to tell me what you have and explain it to me. And I swear to God that night, I probably got 25 messages from people and I'm not mad at them trying to sell me shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I put that post up when I looked back at my computer and I saw the response I'd gotten in like less than 10 minutes. I said out loud, oh, fuck, I have opened a can of worms. <laughs> I have gotten into a community, a group of people that are very excited to help me buy their shit. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what I'm looking at. So many paintball guns. Someone's like, I got an Empire GT. Oh, I got an Axe Pro. I got an Axe Mini. I got a I got a I got a they were people were sending me acronyms. I got a TSR three. What the fuck is that? <laughs> I don't know what that is. And I, I understand that when Sarah was playing magic with us and we we're like, no, I'll play Hogak. You play Maverick. <laughs> what? <laughs> Go here. You'll play dead guy. Ale? Do, do you sure. have, do you have miracles? <laughs> That's what it felt like. People are just, just vomiting paintball words at me. And I don't know anything about any of this shit. Oh, it was hilarious. And I ended up, uh, that was, I didn't tell you, that's what I spent all class doing. Yep. I uh, completely ignored my class that night. I mean, I was, I cued in enough to be like, oh, that's funny or, oh, interesting. So I got my participation. <laughs> but the entire time I was just bouncing between Googling product names and reading reviews online and asking questions like, what's this mean? What about this? Do I need one of these? What do you think about this? Can I see a picture of that? For like two and a half hours, just bouncing back and forth between Google and Facebook with the occasional like, oh, hey, I'm still in class. Hi. Okay, bye. Dude, you know what? Did you ever see Shawshank Redemption? I love Shawshank Redemption. You know when he first shows up to the prison? I don't know I've seen it for a specific fresh scene. Fish. Fresh oh. fish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The entire paintball community is like, yeah. guys, we got a new one. Uh-huh. And he's got money. <laughs> and he's got money. <laughs> and you know what they say? A fool and his money are soon parted. Yep. <laughs> Oh, shit. All right, Matt, as we bring this episode to a close, was there anything else you wanted to talk about this week? (laughs) Nope. All right. Well, let's head on over. Uh, If you guys want to hop on over to the Patreon, we are going to record between 30 and 40 minutes of content for them. That's secret, special, hidden behind the doors. If you want to see us in a little more uh, casual, personal conversations. (laughs) Even more casual. Even Shockingly, even more casual. Head on over there. But we will see you guys next week. Yep, have a nice night, guys. Welcome, step on in to the Cantrip Cartel. Drinking mad, chatting meta games, or slinging some spells, casting ale, sipping on blue soup and parting some veils. Glimpse of nature once upon a time, they're telling the tale of the elvish visionaries on the wildwood prairies where the brainstorms are so fearsome, so scary, so legendary. Queering rangers grounds the sylvan libraries for when the greens and zenith would parry the clouds and turn their swords into plows. Let them rotate the crops, abundant growth in the ground. Nourish the life from the loam until it flourished unbound. Seeds of innocence burnished all the birch lorian mounds. Gaia's cradle exhale 
pale carpet of flowers unwound. Birds of paradise sang, tropical islands of sound. Allosaurus shepherd danced on dinosaur stopping grounds. Jake and Matt pondered deeply all this magic they found. Through their visions, thou and serum, they saw only for how to convey these magic stories aloud to the crowds, the masses. Make the voices heard, share the truth, the magic. Through ancestral visions, they felt compelled to draw every single card with the cantrip cartel. Draw cards with the cantrip cartel. Draw cards with the cantrip cartel.